7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Big fist bump there. How, how are you feeling? This is a, a big opportunity for you on a big stage in a stadium on a huge show. You must be excited, right? Come on, you, your face isn't saying you're excited. I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, his guys, he's, he's coming for me and I know he's, he wants that rep, so I'm going to be ready for him. He was watching on. His, um, his whole team is watching on as you're doing that. Have you had a chance to have a little look at him yet? Um, I'm, I'm ready for, for, for a fight on Saturday, you know, right now. I want war and I want to destroy him, so... Let's, let's get it on. What, what, I mean, this is going to be your first southpaw as a, as a pro. What can we expect? Destruction, devastation. It's the same old thing. I know he's, he's going to come for, you know, he wants everything that's, you know, I want. The world title and all of that. So this is everything that's on the line. I'm fighting for my life and I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm assuming you, you think he's stopping, right? Definitely. By any means necessary, but I want to destroy him. Like I said, it's war and devastation. Martin Bacoli as well uh, over in South Africa. How do you think that will help him prepare for Daniel Dubois? We and Martin have two different styles of fighting, but um, more than that, I don't, I don't look into that. I'm ready for a fight now. You're on the same show as Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury has had your name in his mouth. You have that WBA belt that Tyson Fury may one day have. Are you keeping an eye on what's going on with him? Are you seeing him as a future fight for yourself down the line? Yeah, of course. You've got to have all eyes on all these guys that are coming up and um, around this cough, division. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You, you know what? This, this this division's lively right now. So it's um, I've got a job to do on Saturday, and everything else past that is we, we can talk after that. Okay, good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on uh, the Sports Show Boxing Wednesdays with me, Tabi Somosia. Katlejo Mudiba is producing the show and uh, Patrick Munana is in technical uh, today. We have opened with a clip from the WBA heavyweight champion, Daniel Dubois, who puts his belt on the line this weekend against South Africa's very own uh, Kevin uh, Two Guns Lerena in London, Kevin is the challenger, and judging by what the Englishman has had to say, it's going to be a tough one for uh, Kevin Larina there, who's now made the step up to the big boys league of the heavyweights, and he will uh, face the toughest test, arguably the toughest test of his entire boxing career. I mean, it's not easy to be to move up all the way to the heavyweights uh, and then to fight for a WBA. Um, heavyweight title is another level all together so um, good luck to Kevin Lerina but his camp thinks they have a good chance of causing an upset and they're confident that they've prepared well so we will go over to the UK to get a preview of this fight it's also on the undercard of Tyson Fury versus Derek Chisora 3 Three. Are you looking forward to that one? But you can understand um, why it's a big fight and a big payday for um, Larina there. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's look ahead to the big one then this weekend. South Africa's Kevin Larina up against Daniel Dubois, but it's also on the undercard of Tyson Fury and Derek Chisura. So we could also have a chat about that. And Jamie Bond joins us on the line now. Punch Perfect Boxing founder. They are on YouTube, the channel. So do subscribe and follow them there for the latest when it comes to world boxing. Jamie, good evening. Uh, thanks again for being able to speak to us here in South Africa. Thank you very much, Tavisa, as always, for having me. Thank you. It's, it's a big fight week, I guess. 
because of the names but how has the build-up been to fury chisora 3 because i was watching your video um earlier today and you say fight fans are frustrated with this fight yeah to be honest it a tyson fury fight week hasn't felt this quiet for a while um when he fought Dillian White back in April, it was kind of the biggest thing that was going on in British boxing at the time. And it felt like a massive occasion. Everyone was ready to tune in. Everyone was excited for it. And there's just not that vibe at all with this fight. Um, we've seen him face Derek Chisora twice before and beat him quite convincingly. So I just think that people are probably excited to see Tyson Fury because he is the best heavyweight at the minute. But they're not very much as excited as we probably should be for a fight like this. So then what's the motivation for Fury to decide to fight a man he's already beaten twice? So there's a lot of speculation around this. A lot of people kind of give you different answers. Um, But in the past, Tyson Fury has basically suggested that he owes Derek Chisora a third fight. It kind of seems like an agreement between friends almost. Um, Whenever they've been seen in public together, they've always kind of laughed and joked about the potential of fighting each other again. And it kind of seems like for that reason, he's chosen Derek Chisora. But I think also he wants to have a warm-up fight. And if you're going to have a warm-up fight, the only way you can get paid well for a warm-up fight is if you fight someone with a bit of a name. And Derek Chisora seems to be that guy that they can put on pay-per-view. But but judging by your preview, it doesn't seem like Derek Chisora has a chance here. Even though, to be fair, everybody has a chance in boxing because you're one punch away. But he, he's shown nothing leading up to this fight to show that he can upset Tyson Fury. Uh, yeah, it's not just so much that he hasn't shown enough leading up to this fight. It's that they fought twice before and he showed nothing. Um, the first fight was back in 2011. And that's when... Tyson Fury, I know he's the best heavyweight in the world right now and he's had some amazing victories. But if you actually go back to that 2011 time period, Tyson Fury was seen as a bit clumsy. He was seen as seen as a bit of a joke. He was quite raw. He was quite rugged. And he beat Derek Chisora pretty much with one arm behind his back. And then three years later, just the year before Tyson Fury dethroned Vladimir Klitschko, he beat him again. And that time he really beat him up. He didn't let it go to a decision. Derek Chisora ended up being pulled out. So... It's not so much just that Derek Chisora isn't in the peak of his powers anymore. It's the fact that they fought twice before and they were both incredibly one-sided fights. It's not a fight that we need to see again. So which fight would you have liked to see or who would you have liked to see Tyson Fury fight against this weekend? For me, it's just someone that's on a good run of form, someone that deserves the opportunity. Um, I mentioned that I actually think Daniel Dubois has been much tougher for this card um, than Tyson Fury has. I think Kevin Lorena would have actually been a really good opponent for Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Reason being, yeah, the, the next fight for Tyson Fury is undisputed against Alexander Usyk. I mean, if you want some southpaws that's smaller, has boxed at cruiserweight, moves quite well, Kevin Lorena would have been perfect for that. So he was a name. Ajit Kabayel, who's been European champion, undefeated, beat Derek Chisora a couple of years ago. He would have fit the bill a little bit more. They're not big names, but they're at least fights where Fury has to be at his best to win them. Okay, you've mentioned Kevin Lorena. He takes on Daniel Dubois. That's where our interest will be in South Africa. Firstly, what can you tell South Africans about Daniel Dubois? Daniel Dubois is, he's young. You look at him and he's six foot six and he's incredibly muscular and he punches very hard, but he's only in his early 20s. And for someone in their early 20s, he's had an awful lot of experience as a pro already. You know, if you follow the heavyweight division out there in South Africa, 
Joe Joyce is the man that's kind of the boogeyman of the division at the minute and it's kind of scaring everyone. Daniel Dubois actually managed to go 10 rounds with him before eventually his his eye socket was fractured, so he had to pull out of the fight. But it was a really, you know, competitive matchup where he pushed Joe Joyce, who's definitely a world-level heavyweight. So he's young, he's explosive, he's still very much learning. You don't watch him and think he's complete in any way, but the guy can really punch and he's big and he's strong. And he has promised to destroy Kevin Larina. Is he that kind of a boxer that wants to punish his op- opponent and inflict pain? I mean, you just saying that makes me laugh because I can't imagine Daniel Dubois saying it. Um, if you've ever watched any interviews with him, he's very sort of quietly spoken. And I think because Dillian White, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury are all outspoken, they're trying to make Daniel Dubois that as well. But when he comes out with comments like that, they they don't necessarily sound like they've came from, from his mouth necessarily. But if you watch him fight, he does mean that. You know, he, he's a knockout artist. He's not there to, to box and move for 12 rounds. He's there to, to get rid of you. So, yeah, I'd say his style resembles that. I'm not sure his personality does to me. So. Okay, 17 wins. I mean, 18 wins and 17 by KO. So that's why Jamie Bond is saying that he is a um, knockout specialist there. But what have you guys made of, of South Africa's Kevin Lerena? Yeah, I think, you know, I um, I actually had a phone call earlier this week with Colin Nathan because I just wanted to get his thoughts on the matchup. And when I was watching Kevin Lorena, um, obviously it, it's quite clear to see that he's probably undersized for a heavyweight. Uh, looks much more like a, a natural cruiser. Him moving up, he had to pack on a lot of muscles. You can kind of mm. see that he's bulked up as well. Um, but I think ultimately he's very crafty and sometimes just knowing your way around the ring can get you a long way in in a division when you're moving up and I think he's going to make it really tricky for Daniel Dubois. Daniel Dubois hasn't fought a lot of much smaller opponents but guys that are either tricky, clever or southpaw so I think Lorena is definitely someone that's going to give Daniel Dubois some rounds this weekend. But is he being given a chance? Not really over here Um, and to be honest I think that's more of people not knowing enough about Kevin Lorena Um, it's not so much that everyone's watched him fight and doesn't think he's any good. It's more a case of a lot of British fight fans over here will only pay attention to what's going on in Britain, so they may not have heard of Kevin Lorena. But us fight fans that you know make more of an effort, we've seen him box, and, and the guy can definitely move well. Um, he picks his shots nicely. Southpaws are always difficult, especially in the heavyweight division. And when I was speaking to Colin Nathan, we were both saying that I think his main issue is just that because he's a little bit smaller, it might be hard to get Dubois' respect and maybe of the bigger heavyweights as well. But just in terms of ability, you know, I actually think he's got a good chance to, to push Daniel Dubois to a, to a points decision this weekend. And how, how does he do that, Jamie? For me, he just has to make Daniel Dubois be dynamic because that's the one thing Daniel Dubois is not. If you've watched him, he's very muscle-bound, so he's, partic- he's particularly rigid. He's not very fluid. He's not like a Fury or a Usyk that flows well and is able to switch the angle quickly and vary his shots and throw combinations. No, he's a big, sort of clunky, one-punch knockout artist that sets it up nicely behind the jab. If Lorena can just keep him moving, never let him actually set himself to throw the big shots, I think he can bamboozle him a little bit and make it difficult. Okay, and, and then what else can we expect on this card besides these two fights? Anything exciting or that stands out? 
No, there's not a great deal on this card, to be honest. It's been made pay-per-view over here, so I think people are a little bit disappointed. There's a good fight uh, between Dennis Berenchik and Yvonne Mendy. Yvonne Mendy is quite well known in the UK because he came over and beat Luke Campbell a couple of years ago, who was our gold medalist. That was a bit of an upset at the time. And Berenchik is actually unbeaten. He was a former Olympic medalist himself. He's just never really got going. He's 34 years old now. He's got a lot of promise, but now this is his time to, to really show it. And are you expecting a full house? No, I'm not. Um, yeah, that's a big old stadium, the Tottenham Hotspur yeah. Stadium. And it's December over here. I don't know what the weather's like in South Africa, but it's freezing here in the UK at the minute. So I can't imagine too many people wanting to sit outside to watch a card that's not necessarily one of our best. Okay, great stuff. Um, uh, Jamie, thanks for speaking to us here in South Africa again and for the preview. And we're looking forward to see what Kevin Lerena can do and what will definitely be his toughest test uh, yet. By the way, the weather is really good here in warm, sunny uh, South Africa. <laughs> thanks for I'm speaking to us. I'm very jealous. Thank okay. you, Tabisa. Thanks, Jamie Bond, who's the Punch Perfect Boxing founder. Um, do subscribe, join them, follow them on their YouTube channel. They, they, he really does some great work. Let's just, we did open with a clip from Daniel Dubois. Maybe let's just play the last of what he had to say ahead of his fight against Kevin Tugas Lerena. You will remember that we actually did speak to um, Kevin Lerena's trainer, Peter Smith, on the show a few weeks ago while after the fight was announced and he was quietly confident that they can actually surprise Daniel Dubois. He felt that they'd prepared well. He felt that Kevin has a chance and he's a southpaw and uh, really they are con very confident ahead of this fight. There is talk that there has already been a a, a rematch clause that's been signed. Um, so if Kevin doesn't win, he's, he's going to get another crack. That's what we've had. We haven't been able to confirm it yet. But what we do know, what we do know is that it is going to be a huge payday uh, for Kevin Lerena if he's on the undercard of Fury and Chisora 3. But this is what else Daniel Dubai had to say ahead of the fight. Who have you been sparring leading into this fight? I know he's a southpaw. You know he's short. Yeah. Um, it's one I thing getting cruises, it's one thing getting pros. I've been sparring, you know, some different guys, but I've been doing a lot of work outside of the ring, you know, you know, mobility and all of that, speed speed work. So I think that was all going to come into play now. I'm at good weight, I'm, I'm light, so I'm ready to go. We saw a Dillian White return over the weekend. He beat Jermaine Franklin. He, he's a fight that you've been linked to. It could have been this fight. Um, what did you think? Did, I, bet you, I bet you didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Yeah, of course. I, sparred, I sparred Franklin. Um, Franklin was okay, you know. Um, if it was in the USA, you could make a case for him winning the fight. But it was, it was, you know, Dylan was a man, and he, he got the decision, did what he had to do, and um, you never know you down the fight. line. You want that fight soon? Down the line, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, it's all about Kevin Lorena on Saturday night. We wish you the best of luck, Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Okay, we're going to move right along now because there's another big tournament uh, next weekend on the 11th of December. At the Moses Mabida Stadium, it is the King Misuzulu International Boxing Tournament, also the Bayede Championship. And guess what? They are bringing us Floyd Money Mayweather. So let us find out more about this visit of Floyd Money Mayweather and this tournament, of course. And we speak to the CEO of j for joy Boxing now, Arnold Nododile, better known as Squire, uh, to tell us more about what we can expect next weekend at the Moses Mabida Stadium. Squire, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to all the SAFM listeners. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Squire. 
big, big news here that you announced this week. Floyd Mayweather coming to South Africa. I think everybody wants to know, how did you pull it off? Uh, well, when we were sitting and, and planning this uh, tournament with the king and he was telling me what type of fights he wants and what caliber of a tournament he needs since his name is on it and the royal house's uh, name is on it. And then he went on to make a, a request to have uh, Floyd Mayweather as a guest of honor. They uh, they will not be meeting for the first time. Uh, years ago, while the king uh, was studying in uh, U.S., um, they met and even took pictures together. It's just that he didn't know at the time that he'll end up becoming uh, the monarch. Oh, and, and, and does he still have that picture? He says uh, Mr. Mayweather has that picture, so <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Money Mayweather will find the picture and bring it as a gift for the king. You're going to have to pay Money Mayweather to bring us that picture, but he better bring it. But how, So how long <laughs> did the talks go on for after the king made this request? Uh, about six months we've been back and forth negotiating contracts and and all of that because uh the concept is not new um the concept of a bayete championship started with the late king zolitini and it was his wish to uh get young boys and girls off the streets and keep them busy by putting them in gym um uh, training for boxing so he created this championship so that there'll be um, they'll be enthusiastic to train um, uh, so that they'll be able to uh, win um, th this thing. So it's uh, unfortunate that the king did not uh, live long enough to realize uh, this Bayete championship helping uh, happening. But the current king, uh, his son, is now taking um, his father's dream forward. And he wanted to introduce the to introduce it in a majestic way um, when he requested that um, Mr. Money Mayweather becomes a part of it. Unbelievable. And how was the King's reaction when you told him that you finally secured Money Mayweather? The King was so happy. <laughs> he was so excited and happy. Um, and then he gave us full go-ahead and he said, uh, full steam ahead. Mm. Couldn't have come cheap, though, Squire, to bring Money Mayweather. That's why he's called Money for a reason. Yes, yes, I, I concur there. Uh, it was no walk in the park. Um, yeah. We had to uh, knock on every door that we know and uh, pull out our heads uh, <laughs> so that they can help us secure this giant. Mm. And and just a bit of background on on Joy for Joy and the other companies maybe involved in this big move to bring Mayweather here. What can you tell the listeners about Joy for Joy and who else was involved here? Oh yes, um, Joy for Joy. We've always. Um, a gun to take boxing, South African boxing, uh, back on the map. Because, I mean, South African boxing used to be the number two sport, sporting code, you know, in the country. Uh, it was unfortunate back in 2015 uh, when it even went completely off TV. So if you'd remember, when we started in Sentence City, um, we made a commitment to say, no, we are not only bringing it back on TV, but we want to take it back um, to uh, its former glory. So I think moves like these... Um, are the ones that are going to bring back all the necessary attention uh, to our sport because we have so many talented people uh, within the South African boxing industry, not just the boxers, but the officials, the referees, the judges, um, uh, the coaches, the coaches. I mean, a lot of um, the boxing legends have also become coaches and are producing new talent. So we need uh, that platform um, uh, to be available. Then we're working with uh, Boxing South Africa, IBO, WBA, um, WPO and um, 
uh, WBF as well. We're working with uh, Front Row, Front Row TMT, which is Mayweather's uh, management. Uh, we're working, working with uh, Olive Entertainment from Namibia, Mailbox Media, uh, the Office of the King, and, and, and a whole lot of other stakeholders that are also involved. Great stuff. And have you sent an invite to the ministry? Are they involved here? Are they attending? We've sent an invite uh, to the ministry. Uh, we are yet to receive a response. Okay, okay, but I'm I'm sure they'll find time if they if if they can make it and go see Floyd Mayweather. But but also, um, what do you hope that his visit will have? Uh, because it's not the first time that he comes to South Africa, and maybe even before we go there, Squire. What what is his role so that uh, people don't have high expectations? That is going to go around. That is going to mm. give back to boxing. Is going to be around the country. Is going to be donating like we were promised the last time. Because when he came the last time, he said, "I don't even know why I'm here." And we were promised so many things. Just from your side, why? Why? Um, why what is he coming to do? Yeah, he's coming to encourage um, young boxers, uh, both from the amateur leagues and also um, the professional uh, leagues, because uh, South Africa is actually cream of cream of the crop when it comes to international boxing. I'll give an example. Um, when I was putting together the IBO Intercontinental uh, Lightweight Fight uh, for Mr. Al- uh, Fuzile Azinga. It was not easy getting him an opponent because all the all the the, the, the quality boxes in UK, Argentina, Philippines, Mexico, um, USA are afraid to fight uh, Fuzile uh, Azinga because um, of of what a quality boxer he is, and he's beaten a, a whole lot of them. So this is someone who's played on an international stage, and the international community. Um, recognizes uh, South African boxing talent. So since our boxing um, had, had gone down in, in 2015 and we are on the path to revive it, um, we, we, we deemed it necessary to bring someone who's a, a beacon, um, an icon, you know, in, 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 in boxing, someone who's a beacon of hope, you know. So we're hoping that all the boxers, uh, those will be fighting and those will not be fighting will come and attend this event and come and get the experience and also come and get a little bit of uh, mentorship because we think that will also uh, uplift their boxing skills it will uplift their, their preparedness and readiness uh, when we started we had some boxers who who would come and and take this thing lightly you know until they realized that no they're actually playing on a world stage and then they started to 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 to, to shape up their their performance so we're hoping that's what um uh, mr mayweather's presence is going to do for for our south african boxers because the world is lo- is looking at them the world is literally literally watching them they know almost everyone i've put in this bill when i propose to them they know them you know, so we we think this icon, and we hope this icon um, will encourage more boxers uh, to take this seriously and go play out there on the world stage. And will he be doing any community outreach programs for a trip like this, or will everything happen at Moses Mabida? Um, he he will be spending two days in KZN. Um, the itinerary is still being finalized, and then from uh, Monday and Tuesday, he'll be spending time in Gauteng. Oh. in and around uh, Johannesburg. But the itinerary will be announced to the media once it has been um, finalized. But yes, he will be uh, moving around a bit. Okay, somebody says, now that you've sent an invite to the ministry, what role or do you hope that they can they can, they can can play in this tournament? And they're saying that they're shocked that they haven't responded. But what, what role do you help, do you think that they could play in this tournament? One... Um, 
one we would like them to help in in any way possible and remember uh, boxing is a sport so it falls directly um uh, under the ministry of sports um arts and culture so they should be involved um we've been inviting them ever since we started uh, back in Senton uh, all those tournaments ago um until today we've been making that call to say come hold our hand let's bring this particular sport um uh, back to the top you know we've been making that call up until today so we're hoping that they will finally heed the call um and play their role as um, as a ministry because i mean you've got national titles um happening here let's not even talk about the international titles every time uh you have a national title um the national ministry and needs to be involved just like when you have a provincial title uh the the the, the provincial department um needs to have a hand so we hope they will come realize um the level just by being there and being a part of it, realize the level that we are wishing to take back South African boxing um, and then sit with us to formulate um, a way forward. And then um, you've mentioned the other fights, the national titles. Who else do we have? I know we spoke to Prince Lomo two weeks ago. He told us he's fighting um, in this tournament. Who else do you have? He's defending, by the way. So the breakdown... Yes, yeah, so the breakdown is uh, our main bout is the IPO Intercontinental uh, Lightweight between Fuzile uh, Azinga uh, from South Africa and Rene uh, Giron from Mexico. Then we have the WBF Vacant World Bantamweight uh, title between our very own Ronald Malindi, who will be facing off with uh, Jorge uh, Oronzo Mendoza from uh, Mexico. Then we have the South African national title uh, with current champion Prince Lomo defending against Marcus Libojo from Gauteng. Then we have uh, the Bayete uh, championship belt, uh, which will be the vacant KZN provincial junior welterweight title between Lindo Lamini and Tetele Longosi. So these are the two gentlemen who will be fighting for the King's belt for the very first time. Then we have a WBO female international middleweight uh, contest uh, title uh, between Mapule Ngubane from KZN and Miss uh, Marcella Cornejo from USA. Now, Miss Marcella Cornejo is ranked number two in the world on the um, IPO uh, female rankings. Um, so this is a very popular boxer whom the whole world uh, would have interest in watching. Then our last bout uh, will be the WBA Pan-African uh, Bantamweight title between Rofiwa Tsetsefleine Mushungwa from South Africa, and he'll be facing off with Philippus Shanika uh, from Namibia. Oh, okay, no, that sounds like a packed and loaded star-studded builder. Looking forward uh, to that. Now, Squire, the big question is if you have Mayweather, what are the prices of the tickets and are they available already? Yes, the tickets are available at Compute Tickets, ShopRite, uh, and uh, Checkers and, and ShopRite you save, um, and also available online um, on the Compute Ticket uh, website. Um, the tickets, the general tickets start, um, from 150 rand uh, for, for a general seat. Um, and then we've got very limited seats close to Mayweather and the King. And those seats go up to 25,000 rand per person. Yeah, that's where, that's where actually I was going to because I was reading in the Sowetan yesterday that there was already an offer for tickets for 25,000 rand. So those are VVIP. 
Yes, those are VVIP. Um, those are the, are the tickets that get you the proximity to be able to do a meet and greet with His Highness and um, our international guest um, and uh, maybe photo opportunities as well. You know, so those ones are very, very limited and the demand for those has been high. Calls are coming in. Um, so, yeah. So you expect those to sell out fast? Uh, they're going fast. Um, yeah. uh, I will not disclose the number, but uh, there are a few left already. You know, because I was reading the story. I mean, one gentleman said, please reserve one for me and my son. So he's not only buying one, he's buying two tickets there in the VVIP section at the Moses Mabida Stadium. Uh, wow. Wow. And then um, somebody also wants to know, are we expecting to see some of our legends there? Yes, yes. Um um, those who follow J4 Joe International Boxing would know that um, in every single tournament, um, our legends are always there. They 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 support us fully because uh, they believe that uh, we are doing this um, in the right way. So yes, our boxing legends will definitely be there. We always have the likes of Mr. Tingan Tobela, uh, Mr. Jan Bergman, um, uh, Mr. Malinga, and 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 all the other legends. Your Doctor Three Seconds, Mkwanyane. Um, they are always, always at our tournaments and um, there's no way that they are missing this particular one. And they actually were asking about Tingan Tobel. And by the way, we've seen at your tournaments, not only do you invite the legends, Squire, but you also honor them. Why is that important for J4 Joy? Because they've really appreciated this. I was watching one tournament on SABC where a lot of them received awards and and, and, and all of that. And, and they really felt special. Even actually, I remember you actually also honored the family of the late Terra Matebul. Yes, 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 yes. This is important because remember, um, okay, these are the people um, that we were watching growing up, but these are the very same people who are responsible um, uh, for South African boxing uh, becoming world-renowned and being uh, recognized um, all over the world. Um, they are the ones who are responsible for where we are today as a boxing fraternity. So it would be uh, very unfair uh, to forget them and um, and, and forget the, the contribution um, that they've made. So it's a way of saying uh, we haven't forgotten. We haven't co- forgotten. We see you. Okay, wonderful. We see you too, Jay for Joy Boxing. Thanks for speaking to us, Squire, as the, as the CEO. Also send our regards uh, to the big boss there, the chairman, Mr. Jacob Mnisi. We wish you all the best in the build-up to this tournament and we'll give you all the support that you need. Uh, thank you, Tabiso, and thank you to all the SAFM listeners. Oh, by the way, don't you have tickets? Didn't you say you've got yes. tickets for us? <laughs> I do. Uh, J4 Joy International Boxing um, will be giving away uh, uh, 20 tickets uh, on SAFM over the next week. So I hope everyone listened um, to the lineup I was saying so that when you do ask them, um, they can win themselves um, uh, some tickets. Maybe someone might be lucky and win one of those really exclusive expensive oh, tickets. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, guys, uh, we're going to have to go through the T's and C's first before we give you those tickets there uh, for the tournament. But it's <laughs> happening next week at the Moses Mabida Stadium. Uh, well done, Squire, and uh, thanks for speaking to us uh, tonight. Thanks a lot, Tabiso.
Thank okay. you. That is Arnold uh, Nododile, the CEO of J for Joy Boxing Promotions, even kind enough um, to give us some tickets for the boxing here. Uh, but we're going to have to run it past management first, of course, and we'll come back to you there and see if we can give you those VVVVVVIP tickets to sit next to Floyd Mayweather. Unbelievable. I was actually there the last time that Floyd Mayweather was here. Um, and and I got to say, it was good to have him here. It did a, 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 People were excited, uh, but it just probably didn't have the impact that we thought it was because I just think it was oversold, maybe. It was oversold. We were told that Floyd was going to give back. He was going to go to East London. Um, he was going to go to different boxing gyms. He did go to the one in Soweto. And I remember I was there and I was. people were so disappointed that I think he spoke for like nine minutes or even less and that was it and even when he was asked at the press conference why why are you here what are you hoping to achieve in this country and then he said i don't know why i'm here I'm just here. It's all about the money. And I think that was very disappointing for a lot of people. But the auction went well, though. Some of the memorabilia was was was, was auctioned. That went well. And then he went to Robin Island. And then they said, don't you want to go into the prison cell where Madiba stayed? He said, no, I don't want to go in there, man. I don't want to go in there. Uh, he saved his time. Why must I go in there, you know? So, yeah, it didn't live up to expectation just because I just think it was oversold. If we were just told that Floyd is here as a guest or is doing this and this, I think then we would have lowered our expectations. And by the way, we did get a chance with Katlejo to speak to his father, actually, Floyd Mayweather Sr. at the time. And we and I asked him about Philip Ndo, uh, when they fought Philip Ndo. How, um, how much do they remember about that fight? And they knocked him down. They knocked him out. But he actually did say to us on record that Philip Ndo is the hardest that they've been hit. Um, by all the boxers that had fought Floyd, Floyd Mayweather up until he was here. Which year was he here? Was it 2014? I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. But f- they were saying the time Bob had hit them the hardest. And they were still feeling his punches even after that. And then Philippe Ndo came back at the auction and he said, I'm ready to fight you again, Mayweather. Come, I'm ready for you again. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen. Maybe it could happen in an exhibition fight. Who knows? Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay. But um, let's now move over and check up on Kanyele Bulana. I mentioned we were at a tournament two Fridays ago in Cape Town. It was well attended. He was the main fight challenging the champion Lungas Temela. It ended in the fourth round um, there, Ubulana. And then we had later on, he was stopped actually in the fourth round. And we had later on that he was rushed to hospital. So we just want to check on him now. And he joins us on the line. Kanyele, good evening. And thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. I'm going to put in the Bulela winter. No, Siapila Wenunjani, that's why we called. We wanted to check on you after hearing that Busas Bezel. Oh, I'm going to get So, when did you come out of hospital? And the premier, I think it was Wednesday. Oh, this, this Wednesday? Yeah, yes, this Wednesday. So, and so, what was the issue then? What, what was wrong with you? Uh, the thing is that. Uh, uh and Friday the the day of the fight. Then start delay online because the premium delay our thirty minutes very delayed but it was about about around I think two hours. Before we landed the Cape Town, so after that, in the from there, Sarasha straight to Ilandu, he fight Avenue. Then we go, 
Yes, I, I actually remember I was at that fight, and I think you guys walked in when the second fight was already on, and you had to fight. Yeah. Like sh- you had to fight like yeah. shortly after that. So, so yes, so so obviously, then he's, he's basically saying that he doesn't think he was well prepared for the fight because there was a lot of uh, issues with the logistics and the traveling and flights being cancelled and all of that. And they arrived at the venue of the fight while the tournament was on, and he had to fight, and he felt that he was ill prepared for that. And then when you went to hospital, then what exactly did the doctors find? Uh, they found uh, clots because uh, I had an accident then. Especially then I went to off which is free hospital. Zange Benze, Zange Ba Eczema in a good manner. I was smiling what was wrong because I had an head injury like accident. So he took on the, I had clots so during the fight as much as been fighting Zama, suffocating, because I think there was a round where I panicked in the back on the back of the head. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. So we have been because every time later on the back, in Togoyami, I have a room and then we will lose the conversation and Exhausted and he had up to two hours because mm. we couldn't learn because he played, he had issues with learning and there's nothing or tired in a pool or something being an issue. So, Sasala took two more hours, two more hours, we were delayed with one hour, 30 minutes. Yeah, because I went into your changing room with Casey after the fight, and I saw you sitting on a chair, but I thought everything was fine. So basically, um, he's saying, folks, that um, he had a car accident last year, and when he had gone to the hospital in Freire, they didn't uh, realize that he had a blood clot or an injury to the to the head. And then he went into the fight with this injury, and that was discovered then in the hospi- at the hospital after this fight, that after he has a blood, blood clot on the brain. So, so you had to go for surgery, I would think. You had to do surgery. Yes, I did. I did. I did. And they removed the the blood clot. Yes, I think they did remove it because the surgery was five hours. Yeah. But by the time they did the surgery, I already passed out because I passed out on the hotel. Sure. So how kumbul? And kumbul, I only remember the, the following the Saturday morning. Mm. So if Pardon. yeah, if 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 you only got to the to your fight. Um, during the tournament and you were not in Cape Town that whole week, where was the weigh-in done and how was the weigh-in and the medical test done then? Because other boxers did their weigh-in and test in Cape Town. I think there was something between misunderstanding manager and Mr. Price. So, but I, I didn't want to pay more attention to Lolo because I was still focusing on fighting. So, for now, I live and could be fighting the thing in the travel because and then that family and man came because I once lost overseas in Italy. So, and those those man came maybe since your prior 
Nasi Itali Nankila experience a lot. So I knew about okay, this is the part where if Nega defeated defeat so they will try by all means but in the land or not just by defeat defeat. So I was trying to stay focused on the fight. So but then that means the medical checks that you did before the fight also missed the the, the clot, the, the blood clot yeah, then on, in your yes, brain. Yes. Because I didn't do scanning, like I didn't do like it brings it, it bring scanning test or something. Yeah. Okay, this sounds very serious here, Mendy. So, so what does it mean then for your future for boxing now? What are the doctors saying? Uh, I think we got some quality in the box because me operation and talk and then we'll be in talk, okay. Here in the way, so local games, fully there, test the boxers. So, you don't and, think you'll be able to box again? I don't think so. Because if ever if ever I need And is it something that you accept that you've accepted that you won't be able to box again? And that was because I never worked in my life. The only thing in the other year is only boxing and only working in the it's only boxing. So I dedicated my life to the to the life of sport or of, of boxing. So and quasi excited and only in the other my party and quasi of course most of the time the band also and football and full penalty. It's money because last time I lost it to Italy and many depression. So mm. I'm trying this time because I'm trying this time, but I think I figured it could lack point because of the door some talk so I'm finished and just there by any. No, that's a tough one, Minty. Stay strong. Just focus on your recovery for now and everything else. We'll think about it later and we hope that you will get the assistance from Boxing South Africa also then if this is how you feel. But we just have to leave it here because of time. We wanted to check on you and find out how you're doing and it's really a sad ending to your career because I know you still had a lot to prove, especially after being robbed in Italy. But always remember that your life comes first. eh?